And welcome to Let's Talk Good Morning. Thank you so much for being here. Always love you being here this time of the day. This is our time that we bring in great professionals in and around the area to talk about issues that are important to you. Today is our day with the Butler Health System, and we're going to be talking about lifestyle coaching. There's a new schedule out for the year, so we're going to go over that and explain a little bit about what lifestyle coaching is in case you didn't take advantage of it last year. Patty Kuniak will be joining us once again, and of course, her focus with the Butler Health System is lifestyle coaching. Now, uh, before we get to Patty, if you need to leave us at any given time, we are going to have this as our podcast of the day back onto our website. Okay. So you would go WISR680.com. You're going to pick programs and then let's talk. And that's where you're going to find the Butler Health System and Patty. And you can find it there. Now, if you would like to listen to us through different means, you do have the Alexa powered devices. You could download the app that goes onto your mobile devices, or you can listen online at WISR680.com. And you can pick the button that says listen live. All right, Patty's on the phone with me today. Patty, welcome back to the program. So nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. And happy new year. So of course, we're all making resolutions and breaking them, right? Absolutely. And I think this is perfect timing. So I think we can talk about our schedule, but we can also talk about how to keep those resolutions. Right. And, you know, I have stopped making resolutions because I know I'll break them. But every time we hit this year, I've already been on the treadmill, right? So I've already decided, you know, okay, this is going to be the time. But what is the problem with us not keeping these kinds of resolutions? Because usually it surrounds weight loss and food. Yeah. Why do we break this all the time? I think we set unrealistic goals for ourselves. Um, I think we need to be a little kinder and gentler with where we are in life and think of um, choosing wisely what you decide to undertake for the year. And by choosing wisely, I mean a couple of things. Like, number one, make sure it's evidence-based because if it's not, the likelihood of it, um, of you achieving and maintaining that goal are, are much lower. So make sure it's evidence-based. And I think the other thing is to really, the, the key we're looking at um, is behavior change and sub- sustainable behavior change. So if you decide to make a goal, make it a realistic one that you think that you can keep for the remainder of the year. So it's probably not going to be super grandiose, like I'm going to lose 50 pounds. It might be more specific, like I'm going to make sure that I increase my activity to Um, a goal of 8,000 steps a day, whatever. So kind of breaking it down, keeping it um, science-based, and making sure that it's sustainable. So I think those are three important keys. Well, Patty, you've been a dietitian for 35-plus years, and I want to say what's the secret behind, you know, eating healthy or losing weight. I mean, those are all questions I think I've asked you before. But I think it becomes a, a very busy conversation. It's a loud conversation right now at the beginning of the year because everybody is out there with their plan and their solution yeah. and how to do this. And and if I understand this correctly, not every person's body is the same as their neighbor's. And therefore, yeah. if one person is on one eating plan, that doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. And And that's very true. And I think that's something that even the medical community has come around to over the past I'll say 10 to 15 years, is it's not a one-size-fits-all. As a matter of fact, whenever I teach our volumetrics weight management program, I tell people right out of the gate, like, this might not be 
the perfect solution for you. So feel free to do this and maybe try something else. So I, I think the only danger we um, get into when we say, you know, try something else is just make sure that something else is science-based. There are a myriad of people trying to sell you products and books and the latest greatest, but quite honestly, the science um, hasn't changed that much. Like there is no magic bullet. There is no magic pill. There's no magic diet. Weight loss is hard. Our bodies are wired to want to eat and our bodies are wired to really love hyper palatable foods. And it's, it's going to be a journey and it's going to take, again, I think a lot of compassion with yourself and just some small, realistic, science-based, sustainable change. And we'll, um, we'll, it, when we go for these foods easy. that have like sugar substitutes or, or uh, I don't know, breads and carbs and things, do they kick off a certain gene in us that, that makes us crave those items even more? It doesn't affect our genes per se. As a matter of fact, the human genome doesn't change very much over time. Like, like you hear about the COVID um, viruses changed, like 20 mutations, like all these crazy things. But the human genes don't change much over time, which there lies the problem. Like our bodies were, were kind of created to store energy. And, and so um, it doesn't change our genes, but it certainly can change um, maybe hormones or maybe how our body, um, how, how long we'll feel full. And so that's like a whole science in and of itself. But I can tell you that over the years, the people that are most successful with weight management, they change what they eat. They don't just eat less. They change what they eat. Um, because we know that if you eat things, um, most people, if you eat, like, let's say breakfast is a donut and a cup of coffee with sugar, like, you're going to be hungry an hour or two later. But if you had a breakfast, let's say, with oatmeal with some walnuts and banana, you're probably going to feel full a little bit longer. Because we know that foods that are wrapped in water, that have fiber, um, have a little bit of protein, maybe some healthy fats, you're getting all of that in that bowl of oatmeal, walnuts, and a banana. Those things are going to break down more slowly and keep you fuller. There are studies to show that appetite hormones differ based on what the meal actually is. So we need to be really careful on what we choose to eat. And I, I'm not getting paid by Weight Watchers or any other, um, any other program that I'll talk about. But most successful weight management programs are all based around that idea of eating lower calorie density foods that are full of fiber, water, have some, some protein, maybe some healthy fats. It's, it's called calorie density. So Weight Watchers is, is based upon that. And I'm not an expert at Weight Watchers. I don't do Weight Watchers, but I know the program well enough to know that free foods are foods that are lower calorie density and have more fiber and water. Noom is based on calorie density and any plant-based eating program. So the science never changes. And if we look at my schedule um, I always say all healthy eating plans are basically the same. They just have a different bow on them because healthy eating is healthy eating. 
but getting back to your point that everybody's body is a little bit different is true. So where somebody might be more prone to um, metabolic syndrome or, or a type 2 diabetes syndrome, they may need to watch carbohydrates more than another person who may be very, very active and need more carbohydrates. So we can tinker with with maybe the macronutrients, but the basis of a healthy diet is is pretty standard. Talk about your schedule, if you will. I want to make sure that people recognize what's going to be happening from now until June of this year. So where would you like to start with your schedule? Well, let's just look at, um, we've done something different um, this time, is that we kind of, we lumped it into three or four kind of big categories. So we kind of look at the major diseases that are out there plaguing the U.S. One is obesity and being overweight, which is three-quarters of the population. So, you know, we're in good company, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing. So that's our, that's our volumetrics weight management series. And that we offer almost every Wednesday evening. It's kind of a support group on top of um, a weight loss program. So it's 12 weeks. It's based on the Ultimate Volumetrics Diet by Barbara Rolls, who's a Penn State researcher. Um, and it's really, you know, science-based strategies um, that are geared towards getting a healthier relationship with food and, and trying to lose some weight. We work on exercise and behavior modification. So that one is Wednesdays. The other one is our Diabetes Lifestyle Coaching Program, and that's a four-week series. And um, we have completely revised the content of that class um, with the help of our new employee. She's a diabetes care and education specialist, Lacey Finnair, um, who works with endocrinology. We've revamped that program, created a new booklet, and it's based on the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists, seven self-care behaviors for people with diabetes. So we cover everything, reducing risk, monitoring, taking medication, healthy eating, being active, healthy coping and problem solving. And I don't want to be too long-winded here, but I, I, I joke that I have the dream team um, teaching this class. So we have a physician assistant, Lindsay Stewart from Endo. She teaches one week. Lacey, who already mentioned, she teaches a week. I teach a week, and then we have Jenna Ronenberger, who is a clinical social worker who you know, heads up our employee assistance program. So we have, I, I'm so fortunate to have um, those three helping me teach this program. Then we have our Heart Healthy Seminars, um, DASH, Heart Healthy Lifestyles, Mediterranean and Flexitarian. Um, we have a menu planning seminar, a self-care seminar, and we also have some new seminars on brain health which is taught by Melissa Mazur, who is one of our neurology nurses. So a couple of the things that have changed with lifestyle coaching is we have more instructors. We have a lot more expertise in different areas. And um, I think we have a little of something for everybody on there. I, we've heard of the Mediterranean diet. What do you mean by flexitarian? Okay, I like to put out something new and fancy every now and again. So And you did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a couple of the doctors like, Okay, what's a flexitarian diet? <laughs> I tell you what it is, it is a it is a it is a term coined there, a very smart dietitian. Um, and it's really saying that um, you are vegetarian most of the time, but you're flexible in that you will include some animal foods 
occasionally. Okay. Now, I had a friend say, well, isn't everybody flexitarian? Like, sometimes we eat meat and sometimes we don't. And I guess that's true, but um, the the bigger thing on this is it's really a how-to be a vegetarian. I mean, it's it's a hands it's it's one of the best books on vegetarianism that that I've I've ever read. And the dietitian I referred to her as the dietitian that's really smart and did this, but um, her name is Dawn Jackson Blattner, and she did write this book called The Flexitarian Diet. Uh, one of the best how-tos to be a vegetarian, <clears throat> but she includes um, recipes that are 100% vegetarian and just tells you how to flip out a little bit of the beans or the tofu for meat occasionally. So it's a plant-based diet with a little bit of meat. So that could give you some some wiggle room, if you will. And what I mean by that is if I were to start an eating plan, at home I do well, but as soon as I go to someone's house or I go out to a restaurant, all of a sudden I feel like I'm stuck because they don't have what I typically eat. Would this kind of plan work for a lot of people if, if they need that kind of opportunity to say, okay, well, I can get this dish today because I'm at this location that doesn't have the food that I typically eat? Yes, and I think that's, that's her whole point of, of writing this book is it, it, it it's it gives you a little bit of flexibility. So we have our 100% plant-based eaters who are, you eat nothing but plants, you eat nothing but what comes out of the ground around you. And for a lot of people, that's just too high, you know, of a standard, like I can't do that. So this eating approach is making plant-based foods more familiar to you. So you kind of have to have an open mind and that you're going to try some new things. And you're going to be open to what she calls vegetarian white meat, which is tofu or tempeh. Um, so you have to have an open mind and explore some new foods, but you don't have to feel guilty if you have to fall back on some of those um, more traditional, less healthy animal-based foods. Because like you said, you can't always have exactly what might be on that diet in front of you. Talk about how lifestyle coaching with the Butler Health System helps individuals through this process of, of changing what they're eating and their self-care. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Because if I'm going to start this process, I know myself well enough. I'll start, and it's like the resolutions we talked about a moment ago. Then all of a sudden I break that plan, and then it's easier to break that plan again. And then all of a sudden I find in the middle, middle of the year, if I last that long, that I'm back to what I was doing before this new plan. Do you have yeah. some some coaching? Do you have, like you said in the one, the volumetrics, that it's almost like a self-help group? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think for people really struggling to maintain um, a program or a plan, I think it comes down to support. What's your support system? And so um, at Butler, we do have these, and everything's virtual right now, which I can't, you know, I'm hoping someday soon we can meet in person again, although I think we'll always have a virtual component because people like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it just becomes some kind of a support system. So um, I know the people that join the volumetrics and people that are successful, they just show up and log into class and they're there consistently. Um, but it doesn't have to be, you don't have to get all of your support from the lifestyle coaching program. You can get it from, Anybody in your community, um, friends, neighbors, family, um, 
whatever. You just need that support group. You need like-minded people to help keep you motivated. So that would be one thing. Um, But I do think support is, is, is very, very important. But another thing is just I keep coming back to this um, idea of sustainability. And I'll throw a word out there for you, um, Kaizen, which is a Japanese word. Um, it was meant for the business world, but it easily translates into lifestyle coaching or any kind of a lifestyle change. And it's change for the better or continuous improvement. So it's not an all or nothing thing. We are continually going to try to improve our eating, our movement. And when we have this idea of continuous improvement or change for the better, it takes away that, you know, succeed or not succeed, achieve or not achieve. It's just, it's a continuous ongoing program. And so that takes away the New Year's resolution, right? It's because it's, it's going to happen all year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I keep looking on this sheet in front of me that my eyes keep going towards Jenna's program mm-hmm. with self-care and connecting it mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Because I think that not enough of us sit back and, and take care of ourselves enough. Can you talk a little bit about what Jenna will be presenting when it comes to self-care that's a part of lifestyle coaching with the hospital? Yes. So, so Jenna, again, I mentioned her doing week four of our diabetes program because that's all about healthy coping and problem solving. So she is like the guru in helping people make change. And so the self-care was created during the COVID epidemic um, at the very initial stages. And we just wanted some way for people to stop and take care of themselves. So we, it was kind of based on, you know, let's, let's eat well, let's move more, let's stress less, and let's sleep well. But instead of more of a lecture series, Jenna's turned this into more of a hands-on series. So you might um, do a pace breathing activity with her. You might um, walk during um, the move more segment with her. We talk a lot about sleep and making sure we get adequate sleep. And with the eating component, we talk about you know, the basics of a healthy diet, but a little bit of that compassion and, and, you know, really not beating yourself up. So it's a little more hands-on and a little bit more um, support group oriented. So we actually are doing um, something new in February, and I, we've never done this. I'm not sure how it'll turn out, but we're doing what um, Jenna had an idea of doing morning huddles. So at the beginning of your day um, for for one day a week, for four weeks, from 8 to 8.30, you'll log in. And before you start your day, do this little self-care um, module. The other time we'll try will be April, and that'll be a lunch and learn. These are only half-hour segments, and anyone that has taken this class with her has had very high high um, reviews. So that's yeah, a little more hands-on. Pace breathing. We'll talk about mindfulness. Um, movement, any kind of movement, just lots of hands-on activities. And so why do I ask you to talk about the self-care a little bit more while we're talking about weight loss and and management? If we reduce our our stress, don't we reduce the cortisol in our system? And the cortisol can be linked to keeping weight on our bodies. Yes, 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 and yes. Stress absolutely affects our, our appetite hormones. 
um, our body was designed for this fight or flight syndrome and all of those hormones that are released when we're under stress definitely um, can affect the way our body works and the hormones in our body. And the thing about that fight or flight, it doesn't have to be um, a more primitive fear like the bear is going to get me. It can be very psychological in nature, like worrying about family or work or money. So psychological stress can cause a physiological response of all those stress hormones surging through your body. But we don't run or fight. We, I say, we stew and chew. We don't get movement. We just ruminate on those thoughts. So yes, stress can be very detrimental to your your health, your blood pressure, your your weight, many things. So the the good thing about stress management is um, just like a psychological stress can create this fight or flight syndrome, psychological activities like deep breathing or meditation can reverse that stress response. So movement can help reverse it, but also these techniques that we practice can help. And speaking about you know, weight management, sleep is very important for weight management because lack of sleep is a stress. And we know people that don't get adequate or quality sleep have higher appetite hormones. So stress and sleep are very well connected to, to weight problems. So sleep is often called the third pillar of health behind eating and moving. So, yeah, both stress and sleep can definitely affect your weight. What came first, yeah. the sleep or the stress? And they, yeah. they seem to circle in around each other. And, and, and then I have the wonderful position of sitting here and talking to all of you at the Butler Health System, whether it's for our news segment or whether it's for Let's Talk. And, and the things that I, I put together by talking to all of you, I'll just mention this because I know you were talking about heart disease and diabetes and obesity and, and overall weight. It, it's important to keep that in check. Weight came up as a part of a conversation that I had recently with Dr. John Love. Of course, he's the infectious disease specialist with the Butler Health System. And we were talking about COVID, and I had brought up the subject of how important is weight when it comes to COVID. And, and folks can hear that interview on our website. You're more than welcome to check that out. But he did relate, you know, a BMI of like 30 plus yeah. could increase your, your yeah. the danger here. So here's another reason why, folks, that you should probably pay attention to your weight because weight doesn't change overnight. No. As a matter of fact, I didn't, I didn't used to bring BMI up in my weight management class because I thought it's just one more thing to make us feel bad. But I do now because of this connection to COVID and just the fact that, you know, overweight in general can, it's just not good for your health in so many ways, but it, it certainly um, can affect your, your battle with COVID. So it's, it's in, it's in our face, right? We can't get away from it. But two more things I want to mention. So all those self-care techniques I do include in the volumetric series. So over that 12-week course, I do implement many of the self-care um, pieces into volumetrics. And the other thing I have to say, just to, just to get it off my checklist, is that our food environment is, is a problem, right? Because when you look at what, what the what the majority of the American calories come from. It's, it's a lot of highly processed foods. So when I had mentioned earlier that we really have to change what we eat, um, 
just taking a look at how many foods you eat in a given day and how many of them are packaged because we know that foods that pretty much come out of the ground, fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts and seeds, like they're minimally packaged and they're minimally processed. But a lot of the foods that we eat are highly processed. Um, So just maybe taking a mental inventory of that. Our bodies weren't designed for this food environment. And one thing that I seems to um, resonate with people is we talk about how much added sugar. Um, any guesses of how many teaspoons of added sugar the typical American eats in a given day? And this is added sugar. This isn't sugar that's naturally found in fruit or milk. You know what, Patty, I'm going to interrupt you because this is why you're so important. I have gone through that conversation how many times in my life and I still can't remember it. I think that, and I'm very typical. It's like, it's yeah, like we, yeah. we hear you and then we go, oh yeah. And then like a week later yeah. we forget it. But what's the answer to that? Yeah. It's like 17 teaspoons of sugar a day. Wow. Okay. So the average American's eating about 150, I think it's 153 or 157 pounds of sugar per person per year. And just again, in saying that our bodies weren't designed for this, our livers have to metabolize and take care and package that all up. And our bodies just weren't created for that amount of sugar. So um, it's really paying attention to what we eat and trying to get the added sugars and the processed foods out. It's really... It's really changing what we eat. And I'll make another point of why you're so important with this support, because I've tried a couple of times in life. Again, I'm very normal. I I go and I I try this effort and I look at all the packaged food in my house. And if you you gather it up, which I've had before, I think there's nothing to eat in my house. You know, you you don't realize how much you buy that is packaged. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a challenge. It's our food environment. And we won't even go there that some of these highly processed foods are cheaper, right? So it's, it's what people buy. So, but we, we try to address all of these things in different seminars. It can feel completely overwhelming, but it's really just putting one, you know, one foot in front of the other, deciding which one of these seminars might be a good starting block, right? And then Um, We have a lot of people that do one program, then they do almost all of them. So um, that happens a lot. But like we have a menu planning with Brianna. She does a great job of trying to look at the cost of food and how to budget and how to make a plan and how to prepare, prepare healthy meals that are quick and economical. So we try to cover as much as we can. Um, It can feel overwhelming, but it's just picking one and starting and, 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 building. And Patty, we only have a couple of minutes left. I'll just mention the lifestyle coaching program. It's been developed over the past five years, three different grants. You've grown so much since this started and we appreciate all that you do. And this is for anyone looking to improve their health. You can find evidence-based information to reach your goals like Patty was talking about before. And these seminars are free of charge to the community. So we can't say that enough, especially when you need some help and assistance and support. You don't have to worry about the financial end to all of that. How do we get to be a part of this? How do we get on board? Where do we go for the Lifestyle Coaching Program? If you have a pen and um, paper, you can simply call um, 724-284-284. Four five zero four, and that is the number to call and register. But you can just call and ask questions, and we can get you um, whatever information you need to make um, your choice of classes. The other thing you can do is to go to the um, website butlerhealthsystem.org, 
And under lifestyle coaching, it's under services, you can see our full schedule there. Okay, good. So again, if you go under the website, folks, you go under services section. That's where you're going to yes, find lifestyle right. coaching, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, yep. that phone number, again, that Patty just gave is 724-284-4504. 724-284-4504. Patty, before I let you go, any final thoughts that you would like to share with us as we move into the new year? Maybe I'll just say the, this one word again. It's a fun word, Kaizen. Just think continuous improvement, um, change for the better, just, again, slow, permanent change, and Hopefully you'll sign up and we can start, start the journey. We need to hashtag Kaizen and also Flexitarian. <laughs> I think that'd there be great. Flexitarian is the word of the day. <laughs> it's a word of the year. I love that. I love that. I love it. Patty Kuniak, thank you so much with the Butler Health System. Of course, her focus is the lifestyle coaching. She's been a dietitian for 35 plus years. Patty, thank you so much. Thank you. And folks, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to listen to this program again in its entirety, go to our website, which is WISR680.com. You're going to pick programs and then Let's Talk. Look for the Butler Health System. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.